The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too And welcome to my brother, my brother, and me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. Hey, I'm your sweet baby brother and 30 under 30 media luminary back in a big way, Griffin McElroy. Hey, guys, you know how last week we tried to be earnest and we really nailed it and we were earnest the whole time? Yeah, I yeah. said a lot of shit and I meant all that shit. I meant all of it. I was thinking about it. And this yeah. week, what if we keep that old train a rolling? And okay. we focus on the t- uh, 20 funny for your life with Dr. Love. And this week, we aim for another goal and we try to be relatable. Okay. Okay. Because be okay. let's, let's be honest. We've gotten so big. We're, so, we're big shots, as they say, palling around with the glitterati. And I feel like maybe we might have lost touch a little bit with, uh, you know, your quote unquote every person yep 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 so i think a big tenet of this and it's a thing i've been meaning to talk to you two boys about for quite some time now is we have been awfully cavalier about open and frank conversations about getting our buttholes sprayed by our toilets in the form of of bidet seating yes and Obviously, it's important. Obviously, it's important. It's an important facet of my life, Justin's life, Travis's life. Um, keeping it clean down there, getting the spray uh, is, is I love it and I need it. But I don't think the rest of America mm-hmm. is okay. ready to go there with us. Okay, yet. So, sure. so Griffin, you're saying like if we wanted to make it more relatable, instead of saying like, I don't think I could live without my bidet, you would say something like, I don't think I could live without, you know, every time I go to the bathroom, going outside and spraying myself off with a hose. I think that that's better. Yeah, because bidet is like a French word. And I yeah. think a lot of people are still kind of sore about like all the Iraq war stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so like if we could just call it like a booty super soaker or something uh-huh. like, yeah, fun yeah, yeah. like that. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't live without uh, my, my booty spray. My booty spray is... Uh, but that sounds like actually something that could come out instead oh. of go in. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, could yeah, live yeah, without yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the big, that's sort of my big note. No more bidet chat. Uh, maybe we have a separate podcast mm-hmm. for, um, you I, know, yeah, folks maybe more we on should, our level. Okay, that is definitely, I love that impulse griffin and i just want to kind of grab it and just kind of tweak it a little bit give it a little tickle on the tummy Uh and see if i can't change that frown upside down yeah and maybe instead of not talking about bidets we could try to educate people a little bit more about how they're actually surprisingly affordable Uh and hygienic Uh, and good for the environment saves on tp good for the environment saves on tp now justin i like this because I was afraid we were becoming unrelatable, but maybe it's everyone else 
They're just yeah. un- we have become so relatable that people no longer know how to relate to us. So we need because to they're daunted them. by how relatable we are. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, we're so relatable and approachable, and uh, you know, we're we're basically three everymen over here. Yeah, and so we need to educate. Everyone three, else, three every three every men. You hear that? You're like, wow, that's a lot of men. Actually, right. now come to think yes. of it, that may be too many men. Sure, for me to sort of talk yes. to. It's like and an think, infinite men. I think also in the spirit of the Max Fun Drive coming up pretty soon, maybe we just full, let's have a conversation at least about cutting Bugatti Boys, the segment in our Whoa. show where we talk about all our Bugattis and our new <laughs> colors of Bugattis and the news Ooh. about new Bugattis that are coming out. I have actually been edit. Okay, this is this is embarrassing. I hate to do this here. I have been editing out Bugatti Boys for the last four what? years. Not yeah, it's like forty-five minute long segments. My Bugattis. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys have been wondering why those sponsorship dollars have not been pouring in, it is because I have been editing the 45-minute-long Bugatti Century (laughs) segment we do every week. I can't believe I'm about to have to even ask this, but Justin, you've left in Tiger Cub chat, right? Where we talk about all the Tiger Cubs we've adopted? So what I do with that is because we endeavor to make Tiger Cub chat as long as the actual episode itself, Uh I have edited in underneath the episode at a really low volume right so if, if you're if there's ever a long period of silence that's why we're all talking so much talking over each other cross talking is it's so we can cover up the chat about how we've adopted uh cubs and have named them after our uh, favorite u.s presidents uh-huh. that's constantly underneath the the audio of us sort of prattling on about ghosts and horses and whatnot. can y'all even just and I'll cut this out, but if we could get a bidet in the Bugatti, Ooh, <laughs> oh shit, dude, a Bugatti day, a Bugatti day, a yes. Bugatti. Oh man, we sound like it's it's hard not to sound like Adam Sandler when you say that word. And maybe <laughs> a little day. special harness in there for my tiger cub. Yep, got to keep him safe. Got to keep him safe. So no, no, no. Rear, gotcha. hey, rear facing. Rear face, okay. Yeah. For the tiger Until he's at folks. least what four forty pounds. A rear facing bidet. Oh, a harness. I was trying to imagine yeah, what a rear, rear facing, facing bidet harness is because I think I'm, that would just sort of hit my front stuff. <laughs> then he's rear facing until he's three. You turn around, and I like to think about that. I think of that as roar facing. Yeah, because like he's directing the roars directly at you. So now, from rear facing to roar facing. Justin, at what point can I use my tiger cub as like a living hood ornament on my Bugatti? Oh, dipping your tiger cub in copper and freezing it for time immemorial? <laughs> no, he bet. No, 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 no. Let me be clear. He's fully animate. Right, full inside animate. of the copper, yeah. But you do need to keep him a cu- Like, eventually he's going to turn into a tiger. And that's going to be trouble. Well, then I just flush him down the toilet. Or well, after using the is, bidet. And this is, uh, guys, this is exactly the kind of shit we shouldn't talk about on the show anymore. Oh, well, right, also because right. we're burning up all our material. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to talk about right. during those segments that we will continue to record, despite the revelation that they are not included in the show. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but why don't we do the regular show here, Bugatti Boys? Yeah, we okay. got to say we got to. I've got the whole afternoon cleared out for all the different shows that we have to record. Excellent. Uh, our first question is this: At my college, we have a buffet-style cafeteria. I grabbed a plate of the chef's meal of the day, sat Ooh. it down on an open table with my backpack, and then went to go get a drink. I came back with my drink and enjoyed my meal. 
before wondering where my backpack was. And then I looked down two tables to see my backpack and my original plate of food. I had sat down at the wrong table and had eaten someone else's identical meal without realizing it. I quickly left afterwards out of fear and shame, correct? Brothers, in what way could I atone for this sin to the unknown individual whom I accidentally dined and dashed on? That's from Momo in Virginia. Momo! I Momo. mean, Momo, Momo, their instincts were correct. Yes. Fear and shame, that's perfect. That's, gr- that's, that's a good blend that's to start great with. great for me. Here's, um, can I tell you the part of this question that haunts me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Momo had time to eat the entire meal, which means that whoever the original owner of said meal was approached saw them eating the food and said, well, what are you going to do? And left. Well, maybe. I mean, that's a possibility, Travis. I don't, I'm really challenged by the exfiltration from the situation. Right. Because option one is realize the mistake, stand up, walk away. And there's a sort of zone of, I like to think of it in social situations as the zone of culpability. Like if you can make it, (laughs) If you can make it 10 feet away from a thing, you could sort of like blend into the crowd. Yeah. And maybe right. even start announcing like, who did this? Who did this thing? <laughs> who could have done this? Sure. Uh, that's... But but I, I think that the other option, so that's option one. Option two is you realize your mistake and then take it to the trash. And then you are running into the possibility of this person seeing you take their food <laughs> Didn't see you eat it, but did see you pick up their plate, take it to the garbage, and empty it out, okay. which is also very bad. I was trying to work out where the other person was Thank in you. this in this scenario, and I think I've got it cracked. This person walked back to what they thought was their seat and saw a different person that wasn't them sitting in it and eating their food, and so uh-huh. their their mind immediately told them, oh, I thought I was sitting there, but that's not my food, so... It's not. And then they kept walking and they saw the identical plate of food, but they saw a backpack by it. And uh-huh. so they said, hmm, that is also not my food. I should probably just leave or go get go home. Yeah. Yes. Now we've, this is where we encounter the question mark that haunts me. Maybe mm. they're still wandering the cafeteria to this day. Oh, they probably got mm. something else to eat. Well, hopefully. Um, what can you do to make it up? I mean, you gotta find them first if you're gonna make it up for them. Because otherwise, you could just kind of start buying plates of food and leaving them around. Like you're Uh some sort of, um, you know, pelt hunter or something that you're trying to catch a a hungry student. Um, you gotta find them. I don't know what you do for that. Is this a missed connection? Uh, That's what I was gonna say. Yes, this seems like... Uh, maybe maybe you could even go even more grassroots and just post flyers. Like, did you get a meal and somebody snarfed it? I was the snarfer. I owe you one. It's get- me. Hey, everyone. It's me, the snarf. Thanks for coming to my Facebook page. I am looking for a person who likes spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> but not while- in a strong enough way to say something when encountering someone else eating it. I lo- Momo, who- what did you do... What did you do with your original plate of food? Good question. Because now you just have a big plate of cold spaghetti, and you got to decide, like, am, am I going to have to eat? Okay, there's three options. One, people see you empty it into the trash. Uh-huh. Wasteful Ricky. 
Not good. Especially you since it does eat. look like you ate your food and then walked over and took someone else's food it's and threw it away. Optics, <laughs> and optics, threw it away. Momo. I'm full. Everyone should be full. I'm throwing this in the trash. Kids, I'm done. Get back in the car. That's possibility one. Possibility two. Slide it into your backpack. Uh-huh. And you have to get a new backpack, but at least you've tamped down the, the shame. Uh, three is you eat a second plate of delicious chef spaghetti um and that's fine i guess you'll it's a lot of carb maybe you do You're a half in college, marathon though, you can do it yeah Listen, yeah that's a good point when i was in college i like i had one meal at the cafeteria that was like included in my plan a day and it was like all you can eat as you said buffet style so i would just go in and hurt myself with food but i was like 20 so i barely even felt it you know what i mean right. like and then i'd go home and sleep for 14 hours or whatever because yeah. i could do you guys want a uh, a Yahoo? I'd love that. Yes, please. Uh, here's one that was sent in by Brian. Thanks, Brian. Oh. It's from uh, Yahoo Answers user, Mwahahahaha. Who asks? Oh, not a great start. How to still look perfect in a farm. So me, my family, and cousins are going to, going to my grandmother's, my grandfather's farm for vacation for like two to three days, and I need to look perfect. Thank uh-huh. you. Oh wow! What an open-ended, like perfect. Like, are you are you gramming it? Is that it, or is this just like if someone saw you, they'd be like, they totally belong here. Travis, don't be fucking obtuse, dude. They okay. need to look perfect on while in their grandfather's farm for two to three days. Now listen, so, this can be tough. Uh, what I would do personally, and listen, I'm speaking relatably here. I would hide. Uh, toiletry kits throughout the farm uh, that include maybe some concealer, uh, new deodorant, maybe even like a new shirt so that I can constantly look fresh no matter what work I've been doing. Um, And, you know, and then what's great about that is if you don't use them, maybe the animals will and you have some some fresh looking cows out there or whatever. They'll love your cream. That's for sure. They're going to get all over that. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about clothes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dungarees. Perfect in this. Sorry, go ahead. Dungarees. Now you go ahead. Dunkaroos. Um, I've decided in in the grand tradition of evolution of this show that I'm going to start outsourcing some of these to Cora, which is like the smart, it's like the actual good alternative. It's a positive universe. Yahoo yeah. answers. Uh-huh. Um, and the, so the, there's a question here. What do they call the outfits that farmers wear? Mm-hmm. And I thought that, that would be perfect, right? Because you're getting um, uh, kind of a, you want to get the look right, right? Because if perfect in this scenario is to be like the perfect farming look, is that fair? Can we grant this conceit? Okay. I mean, I get, yeah. So Janice uh, here says, has worked with farmers for decades and she answers clothes. Oh, all right. Sure. Some farmers wear coveralls or overalls, which is what TV shows and movies would have us all think farmers wear. But most of the farmers I know just wear clothes. So like a depending suit? on the work, I know farmers who wear long sleeve plaid shirts and others who wear sports wicking shirts. Some wear jeans while others wear shorts. This is getting a little Dr. Seuss for my day. <laughs> now here's the part where this kind of like gets kind of fucking weird. <laughs> Janice then writes, here is a dairy farmer friend working on his farm two different days. 
One day, he looked like a stereotypical farmer in overalls. And there's a picture, a fucking, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say this other than creep shot of an old man walking in white overalls towards some white, cows or something. White overalls? White, white overalls. overalls? Is white. that, is that, is that for milk work? It's Star Trek rules. You have to dress for the color of your uh, job. So the first one is just this fucking creep shot of this man walking towards cows. And then it says. The next time I caught him in the barn unloading feed, he just looked like everyone else. <laughs> and then there's a picture of a man wearing khakis and staring at a huge fucking pile of cow food. And, the, and both, by the way, are from behind. Yeah. Absolute creep shot. I sent the link to you guys. Are you seeing Yeah, I'm pictures? seeing it. It's not great. Um, it's not great, Janice. I think probably, prob this would be like if Sesame Street is like, kids today, I'm going to take you to show how farmers work. And every shot is them fucking hiding in the bushes. Like, right. shh, don't be too loud. They'll know we're here. Just watch them stare at feed and walk towards cows. But like my man in the big food picture is wearing a short sleeve button up looks like and it's so big and baggy that's not mm. perfect it's not that's perfect. not perfect that doesn't look perfect sportswear i'm excited by you mentioned sportswear i think sportswear is going to get a lot of the sweat and a lot of the stink out of there but um what's the he has, what's the he is also in a in a more fashion forward choice he's rolled his white coveralls yes. up at the bottom, up to above the calf, which I'm assuming is for various cow liquids that he'll have to sift through throughout the day. It's very on trend. It's kind of like a capri overall. Mm. It does kind of hurt the coveralls because mm. you could just cut them off, I guess, into sort of a coverall jorts situation. Well, let's talk about the functional sort of purpose of coveralls because I'll tell you what else covers all. The jeans and long sleeve shirt I'm currently wearing right now on my body. I'm mm -hmm. fully covered with that. I don't know why my pants also need to be a vest. So let's just get that. Am I afraid of things getting in my pants? If so, I wouldn't have my, my calves exposed like this so that all the dangerous cow worms, bacteria, whatever, get up on them. This is not perfect. This is sub-ideal. It does reduce, I think it's just so your pants don't fall down, right? Mm. Isn't that, the, for this sort of look, is just so your pants are sort of like permanently affixed above your shoulders? Yeah. So, there's another picture on this page of a man wearing coveralls, and he does have a chicken sort of perched on his shoulder. And I do think that that, I hadn't really considered the organic component of your, oh, yeah. like the accessories. But like, if you want to look perfect in a farm, you gotta have... A hen just on you, like that. You just have an, a hen on you, so that you you look like you belong there. That mm -hmm. is important. We got to yep. combat the sweat. We got to combat looking drab and boring. And you also need to have some sort of living barn element. I would say mm. what you want is you want a hen on the shoulder and yep. a collie at your heel, mm. right? Yeah. So that way you've got the. I'm having fun with like the working animals up here, but I'm working with the fun animals down here. It's the animals at the ground are friends. Yes. Yeah. The animals on your shoulder, if you have a chicken on your shoulder, sort of a, a familiar, if you will, Ooh. that is a more symbolic choice. Yes. I think it's meant to sh tell something about the person that it's affixed to. Travis, I gotta say that a hen on my shoulder and collie at my heel sounds like such a 
sexist, folksy idiom that is so veiled you can't really even understand like what where it is that they're going right. with it. Like it's so deeply, so it's, deeply rural. It feels like if Christians made a line of Big Johnson shirts yes, for farmers, yes, 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 that yes. is the vibe it would be. Just sort of like we can't have anything racy, but it just needs to be sort of like right underneath the surface. Yeah, right. it w- like it would say in big letters, you know, a, a hand on my shoulder, a collie at my heel, and then like the farmer winking. Right, and That's then good. like there, there would be a smaller like maybe URL at the bottom that you would go to that would maybe like break down what the metaphor was of it. Yeah, just like if you want to find out, you can go here. But <laughs> he's wearing a T-shirt with a QR code on it. <laughs> 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 to have the joke explained to you, scan. This. That's great, and of course, I can't believe we've gone this long without saying it. And I don't even think you should be allowed on the farm without it. A long stock of wheat that you're just kind of got hanging out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. to test it to make sure it's ready to go to market. Yeah, I like that. I haven't seen a farmer do that in real life. I've only sort of seen like, um, you know, the mascots for farming-based phone games uh, always got a long stock of wheat sticking out of their mouth. Um, and I, it tastes good, maybe. I don't know. Bread don't tastes know. good. That's how to pace your carbs right there. Mm-hmm. You can't eat a whole loaf of bread. Just eat one delicious mm-hmm. stock at a time. Just vape a stock, dude. <laughs> oh, hello. Didn't see it come in there. I was just about to give a quiz to my brothers, but Travis, I thought maybe you could play along at home. You're kidding me. Do you remember how this bit went last time? <laughs> now, these I'm are all animal clever. questions, fellows. Oh, fun. I love that segue. Oh, thank you. Now... Boys, here's my question for you, and I invite our listeners to, of course, play it along at home. Um, in proportion to body size, which animal has the largest penis? This is probably, okay, so Juice, maybe it's like, last time we did this, we were like, maybe by the third question, there will be like some big payoff for like yeah. a funny joke. Maybe this, he's maybe out. he's playing chess, and it's like the third time he does this bit. So you're saying we power through this one? <laughs> this Just one's going to suck shit. Everybody at home, listen. This is Griffin, and I'm going to be real with you. The next few minutes of the show are going to suck shit. But the next time Travis does this bit, the payoff is going to be so decadent and so rich and juicy. The anticipation, like you guys are going to be so hard for the third time that Travis does this bit. But to answer- Hippo. Your, yeah, a hippo, a hippopotamus. A hippopotamus, you say? No, actually, uh, reaching up to 10 times the length of their body, the barnacle has the largest penis in proportion to the not really size. an animal. It's a rock that it, that gets stuck to ships and is annoying. It's a needy, it's a needy rock. It's a needy rock. Okay. Um, now, according to the book, does it fart? Oh. What is the only mammal that doesn't worse. fart? It is worse than I thought it was going to be, but I will say... Um, Duckbill platypus. Uh, I'll do hippo again. Hippo again. No, it is the sloth. Um, and if things are working normally, the methane produced by their gut bacteria is absorbed into their bloodstream and eventually breathed out. Cool. I would like. I would like to change my answer to my wife. Oh yeah, oh, man. Okay. I would like to change Justin's answer to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, if faced with particularly dry air, mm. the desert snail can hibernate for up to how long? 
And this will be the last question for this round. There's one um, more. Uh, a year? There's so many different amounts of time. There's a lot, yeah. I can think of like five different amounts of time just off the top of my head. Uh, I'm going to say they could hibernate for two years. For three years? Nah. Damn, if we had had one more brother, he would have fucking gotten it right <laughs> on the nose, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, final question. Uh, according to scientists, other than human beings, what is, and you can name any one of the four other species that go through menopause? Dogs, cats, owls, bears. It would be short-finned pilot whales, beluga whales, narwhals, and killer whales. Unbelievable. And humans. Unbelievable. What a weird and list humans. to be a part of, huh? That is a strange yeah, list to be a part of. And that was play along at home. I hope you all had fun and maybe Why learned a little something. It, it, can you at least tell me if it's going somewhere? And maybe next time we'll answer some questions about, I don't know, your favorite stories. Why do you do that, Trap? Why do I? Why do I do what, Griffin? Create this little fun ways for like, people. It's, it's not even that this segment is like bad. It's uh -huh. that it's like nothing. Well, I want people to just have a little moment for them to feel like they're part of the show. You know, because but, okay, you. I want you them to be able to, to play a, along at home. You seem to have a fundamental <laughs> misunderstanding of like the relationship of observer mm -hmm. and like creator. Like, well, it's, you know. It's like how Mr. Rogers would often like just direct address the audience instead of talking okay. to the other people. And like we're always talking to each other. And yeah, I'm saying yeah. where's the where's the part where we talk to But they're to not the talking to us. Okay, Travis, what are they saying right now? They're oh, saying that know, was a great quiz and I learned a little something that was fun for me. And uh while I was playing the quiz, I drew a little picture. <laughs> so you shouldn't have to come up with ways to entertain yourself during your podcast. It's not a great look. No, I entertain them and inspire them to draw a little picture. Okay, but it's not because they were bored. It's because they were inspired. They had a. They what? really enjoyed it and they learned something at home. What if episode they played along? What if episode five hundred was just an extended <laughs> clip of play along at home, and it was our most interactive episode yet? It'll be our. Uh, Whatever it was called, Bandersnatch. What was the name of the fucking Black Mirror episode? There'll be our interactive experience. I think it was Snoochie Boochie. I think it was Bandicoot. I have been invited to a nudist party. It is a totally non-sexual thing. The clothes don't come off until after we eat, and I don't know what I should wear. Mm -hmm. Should I go over the top or tone it down? Good question. That's from Mooning in the Midwest. Okay. <clears throat> I will grant, and it is... Fucking every it takes everything in me to grant your premise that this nudist party is a totally non sexual thing. It probably is for most, right? Right, uh, but I'll grant your premise. They can't just do so we can move on. They can't take a drop of blood from everybody as they enter and stick a hot wire into it to see who is the thing. And by the thing, I mean the secret horny because there's <laughs> yes. probably one and um. There's no way of knowing. I think what we can assume from the non-sexual thing is that yes. this is not an eyes wide shut sex party. People no, will yeah, simply yeah, yeah. casually no, be nude. This is there's no stigma here. People want to have a nude party that's not you know that's non-sexual. It's all about being free, being loose. I'm into that. Um, for for me, I think my hang up is 
that the clothes don't come off until after we eat. So let's mm-hmm. talk about That's the last time I want to do that. Yeah. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I was good... just, huh? It could be a a hot dripping meat situation, so maybe yes. they don't want to get singes uh, or stains. On, a lot of utensils around. I find that intimidating. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. But I don't. Although I do, I do like the 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 thing that if a little if a little sauce should manage to dribble its way off of my uh, chin and onto my shirt, I can just be like, "Oh, the fuck do I care? Yeah, right. <laughs> this thing's coming off. <laughs> I might as well throw this in the trash. What do I but care? Just, about I, well throw this in the trash. I think it's it's less about the the. Uh, proximity to eating time and more that there is a prescribed naked changeover. Do you know what I do, yes. There's like, there's yes. like a, this party evolves. They like jump it up at mm-hmm. 7.35 <laughs> as soon as they're done. I eating. feel like in this scenario, I would be the guy to lose his nerve and just be like, hmm, I could actually go for another dessert. <laughs> if I could just get... <laughs> hey, should we you know what I would love to just- do? Let's get some za in here. I'm I'm fucking ravenous still. You see Randy over there. He's snarfing it the fuck down. (laughs) That's the the horny right there. Um. So here's the thing. I get nervous. Um. Doing something I've never done, but and not because I haven't done it before, but because I don't know the processes. Right. I can't even imagine the levels that would spike for me and something like this. Because, for example, I was just sitting here thinking, when the time comes. Do you all get naked in the same room? Yes, yes, or exactly. You, yes, of do you course. go separate places and come back nude? See, that's what- How do you, Okay, I, if you go to separate places and come back nude, are you legally prohibited from saying ta-da when yes. you walk into the right? <laughs> Is this a concern? Do you want to be the first person there or the last one? Do you want to find the best seats, right? Or do you want to come in last and make a show of it? Right. Here's the one thing I can say concretely. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have a successful non-sexual nudist party, uh-huh. When everyone walks in, they must be handed a card, and the card has a place for a signature at the bottom, and it says, I, and you write your name in, do solemnly swear that when it gets to the part where we all have to bend over and put our clothes back on, I will not look at anybody's asshole. (laughs) Because I think that that would be the, even if it was like the chillest time, everybody's like loving it, enjoying it. There does have to be a point where everybody picks their clothes up off of the ground and you will have to bend over. And that would be the moment where I'd be like, well, here's my asshole. I really hope no one, I'm glad we all signed cards that said no one could look at it. I think I I have to amend the language, Justin. It's gotta be. I will try my darndest not to look nope. at anyone's asshole because I think absolutely not. I think that there's going to be like just a second of oh no, I looked. I'm so sorry, I broke the code. And there's going to be a lot of people who, as soon as you make them sign a promise that they won't look at anybody's mm-hmm. assholes, they may not have even been planning on scoping right? no no holes. <laughs> but as soon as they say they can't, yes. So let's get back to the actual question, though, because this is a okay. good question. Do you come in in like a loose fitting, like almost like a, a painter's, you know, like bodysuit that's like one zipper and you're out? Yeah. Or is this like, I need many pieces and I'm going to slowly throughout the course of the meal remove my mm. gloves and then uh, my jacket and then the vest? And then yeah. the ascot. It's not a. It's not a burlesque show. Yeah. And I certainly don't think that's a. But do you want to seem over eager? I'm worried that the one zipper body is like zip zip, and it's like, whoa, look who's already naked. I feel like the yeah. norm at like parties uh, like this uh, is that there is like a a zone of nudity uh, or uh, you know a zone of doing it if that's the thing, right? 
but the idea of it just being a general nude house party, those have to happen too. And at you can't drive up to the house and be nude. You well, can't yeah. get out of your car nude on the sidewalks that the taxpayers pay for, I don't think. My guts tells me that what you want is to cloak whatever it is you're working with. Like you, I feel like you have to have the element of surprise somewhat. So, Good, bad, so. and different. Everybody's beautiful. I think you do have to have a little bit of like surprise. This is what I was working with the entire time. Did you even guess? Because I bet you didn't. So are you suggesting like one of those bikini t-shirts that, that has a, a, a body painted on the front of it? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, I guess I'm suggesting that or something loose fitting oh, yeah. might be a less sort of wild assumption to to take from what I just said. Might I recommend maybe along those lines, cloaking what you're working with, uh, a late '90s starter jacket um, with maybe a football team on it, very puffy, very yeah. oversized, and you look at it and you're like, oh, I had no idea Doug loved the Steelers so much. Oh, what's that? Doug's got a six pack. Or okay, what about this? Or he takes it off. Underneath, he's got a San Diego Chargers right. tattoo. <laughs> what? Excuse me? That must Did be embarrassing because they're not even in San Diego anymore. Yeah, he got it so long ago. You could also dress it really tight, and then have it sort of unspool as you Ooh. as you uh, unzip. I don't know if that's physically possible, and it would be mighty uncomfortable. But you know. It's all about the that the the reveal, the prestige. What about a bunch of balloons? <sighs> I don't know, Trap. You wear a bunch of balloons inside your shirt. Okay. So they don't so they don't know. That, hey, his body looks like the grapes from the Fruit of the Loom commercial. <laughs> no, no, no. You take it off, balloons fly up to the ceiling, and there's your nude body. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> good <laughs> man i bet this must be a thing of like after when everyone puts their clothes on and then you just have a long talk about who had the best prestige yeah 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 um uh, so well anyway that probably answers your question we uh would love to talk more about the subject that we're eminently qualified to address but uh for the moment we must adjourn to the money zone Griffin? Yeah? I've been trying to recruit for a I while. I just yelled. I'm sorry I yelled. I don't know why I, I'm That's sorry okay. I yelled at No, it was dramatic. Okay. I liked it. I've been trying to recruit for a while. Okay. And I don't know how to do it. I'm trying to build, let's say, a defense force. Huh. Uh, like highly skilled agents that I can send on missions. Right. Uh, to set right what once they're wrong. Um. Yeah, I don't know that ZipRecruiter. I mean, they 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 post lots of job sites, right? So they may be able to help you put together a sort of A team situation, if that's what you're suggesting. I mean, I I wasn't even thinking A team at the time, but now, yeah, something like that. I mean, a Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner needed a game artist for her education tech company, and she went to ZipRecruiter.com, posted her job, and found the right person in less than two weeks mm. using their powerful matching technology. So you I don't think... see why you're you couldn't find a few, you know ragtag soldiers of fortune 
Yeah. Do you think that when Gretchen Huebner hired uh, that person, Gretchen was like, I need you to do like some, uh, you know, design stuff and also maybe steal some plans right. for a missile? Maybe. But there's only one way to find out. And four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. I know that seems like a non sequitur. But I did need to say it. It's okay. the smartest way to hire ZipRecruiter is. And right now, ZipRecruiter, you can try it for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash mybrother. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash M-Y-B-R-O-T-H-E-R. Now, Justin, yes, if sir. I was looking for a way to advertise my team of soldiers of fortune who are going around righting wrongs and stopping bad people... Travis's extrajudicial sort of, sort of action team. Yes. Yeah. But because like for a while now, I've just been writing it out on note cards and taping it up on like uh, telephone poles in my area. But I feel like maybe that's not the best way to advertise my goods and services or to promote my physical or online business or sell products and services of all kind. Are we calling your extrajudicial action team a service or a product? Well, you know, it starts as a service, but then we can brand and maybe do a little merch. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I love that. Uh, the best place to do all that is going to be Squarespace. Oh. Uh, you can do all the things you want to do with beautiful, customizable templates created by world-class designers. Everything's optimized for mobile uh, right out of the box. That's a, another way of saying phones. Mm. A lot of people have asked analytics uh, that help you grow in real time and nothing to patch or upgrade ever. You just let Squarespace handle all of it. Right now you can go to squarespace.com slash my brother for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code my brother to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. One more time. Cause there's two different things. Squarespace.com slash my brother for the free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code my brother to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Squarespace. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Hey everyone, Alden Ford here with the cast of Mission to Zix. Our fourth season premieres on February 19th, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the show, we decided to ask one of our characters to give you a quick recap of what's happened so far. Say hello to the clone trooper, AJ. Who are you people? What's happening? Okay, AJ, put your gun down. Uh, AJ, can you just tell us what's happened in the Zix Quadrant in the last couple seasons? Oh, well, we destroyed the Emperor. Oh, really? Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, I think I think so. We knocked him into a chasm. Mr. Robot Man and Barchi's ship crashed through a window, and Dar and Baby Horsehead and I took out, like, a bunch of bad guys. Papa filled his destiny, and the lizard was there, too. Okay, great. I guess I was sort of asking what the show is like. Oh, you mean, like, it's an improvised, serialized workplace-based opera featuring brilliant sound design, incredible guest stars, and an epic, hilarious tale of Fresh vs. Whack? Oh, yeah, wow. Where did you come up with that? Jesse Thorne told me to write that on my palm. Okay, all right. Well, Mission to Zix Season 4 debuts on February 19th on Maximum Fun. Check it out. Celebrity wine, why not? Celebrity wine, why not? They've got a passion for grapes. They think beer is for apes. Celebrity wine, why not? Good. So, um, this is Celebrity Wine, Why Not? It is a uh, sort of a trivia game show, uh, and it's just about celebrities and their passion for wine. Rather than put you all through incredible challenges that uh, ask you to pass celeb- uh, pa- uh, uh, 
ask you to match celebrities with their wine uh, flavors or vintages, things that you would have no way of knowing. I've constructed a five-question quiz about celebrity wine. Should people play along at to, home? No, I think actually to differentiate. I would ask they not. Yeah, please fucking don't play along at home. Please don't. One. Yeah, because that's mine. Okay, that's Travis's thing. Here's our first question. Knocking Point Wines is co-owned with Walla Walla natives Kevin Zenter and Andrew Harding and this actor. Hmm. Huh. Multiple choice. Paul Giamatti, Stephen Amell, Linda Fiorentino. Mm. Mm. I, think I feel G- like Giamatti is so on the nose. It's a trap. Yeah, it's a Giamatti trap. It's a Gian- Giamatti snare. Who was the second one? Stephen Amell. Is that Arrow? Paul G- Paul Giamatti and Linda Fiorentino. Those are our three choices. I'm going with Linda. I'm gonna go with it. Okay, tr- I'm gonna go with Arrow. Well, Griffin, you're very smart. Seeing as knocking point is the place where you knock ah. your arrow. It is, in fact, Stephen Amell. So he named it that because it's like a cool thing that his super. It's like an arrow. Thing. His badass super. It's like an arrow thing. <laughs> kind of like his thing <laughs> yeah 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 it's like uh, congratulations so far the score right now is griffin one travis have you guys there. ever had val Kil- val kilmer's kick-ass bat wine <laughs> it's super good and the joker hates it little jonathan winery is a collaboration between this entertainer and central coast winemaker allison crow they make a merlot and a cabernet sauvignon who runs it now, give it to me one more time. Little Jonathan Winery is a collaboration Little between this entertainer Jonathan. and Central Coast winemaker Would Allison be- Crow. <laughs> they make a Merlot and a Cabernet Sauvignon. Who is the entertainer? Is it Little John? It is, in fact, Little John. <laughs> <Wow>. Congratulations, <laughs> Griffin McElroy. Little John makes a wine called Little John. <laughs> Fucking good. It's actually the funniest thing he could possibly be doing. Congratulations to you, little John. Question three. There are five. Right now the score is two to zero. Okay. You could say that Chateau Miravel wine was owned by Mr. and Mrs. Wine until time, circumstance, and dare I say it, fate intervened to make that sub-joke meaningless at best and unfeelingly cruel at worst. Who among us can say why a relationship between two beautiful, talented, and seemingly generous people would fall apart? Perhaps the lesson is that no matter your inner or outer beauty, relationships are a fickle thing and not for us on the outside to take the measure of, no matter how many times a couple has been caught in the twinkle of the paparazzo's lenses. This year, Chateau Merval will release a rosé champagne. That would be Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Congratulations, Travis. Thank you. Your score rockets to one. That Thank thing you. that you to just Griffin's said, two. though... Did you re- is that like printed on the bottle? Because that was a bunch of wild shit. No, this is my the question I wrote. Okay. To try to cover up the fact that it was kind of an easy one. Okay. Well, don't say that. It's the first one I got. You can't be like Hampton, Travis got a real gimme. <laughs> Hampton Water Wine, a rose blend, is a collaboration between Jesse Bongiovanni and this entertainer. Hampton Water Wine, a rose blend, is a collaboration between Jesse Bongiovi and this entertainer. <laughs> is it... St- <laughs> <laughs> I'll repeat it one more time. Hampton Water Wine and Rese Blend is a collaboration between Jesse Bongiovi and this entertainer. 
<laughs> John Bon Jovi, Justin? It is John Bon Jovi. Your score's rocket. Travis, you have blasted off to tie it with Griffin We're against all odds. Hey, okay, in my defense, as soon as I started laughing, I got it. I just couldn't form words. <laughs> oh, fuck. Venatore is a single vintage Chardonnay-based sparkling wine. Who created it? Now, for this one, there are two hints. Okay. You can use a hint if you wish. Yeah, yes. I mean, yes. yeah. Venatore comes from the Latin for hunter. Hmm. There's a second hint that you can use. Okay. Is the second hint kind of just completely blow it wide open? I don't actually think All so. All right, give it to But him. it will be funny for the comedy podcast. Okay. Uh, this actor said about his wine, I'm so proud of this awesome juice I was able to be a part of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, I will give you a third clue, and this one might break it open. If Travis misses this one, he will be kicking himself. Ooh. Awesome juice. Venatore, a single vintage Chardonnay-based sparkling wine. Venatore comes from the Latin for hunter. He said about this wine, I'm so proud of this awesome juice I was able to be a part of. Ryder Strong. No, Travis, it's Jared Pilecki. Damn it! Of supernatural fame. That is the sound of you kicking yourself. I am kicking the shit out of myself. And he is so proud of this awesome juice he was able to be a part of. Sorry, Travis. Padalecki, by the way. Okay, you've given a half a point for the correction. Travis wins. Yay! Celebrity wine, why not? Congratulations, Travis McElroy. From nowhere, from nothing, you have risen to take the the uh, celebrity wine, why Ooh, not crown. That was close. Celebrity wine, why not? Celebrity wine, why not? They've got a passion for grapes. They think beer is for apes. Celebrity wine, why not? That's powerful, Juice. That's a yeah. powerful fucking segment. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I was really I was really proud of it. Hey, I got a Yahoo here. It was sent in by a bunch of folks. It's from an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm going to call Joe Asks. And we'll, we know the answer to this one. Oh, good. I like a nice slam dunk. Yeah, but I think it's worth talking about. Okay. If you stink at golf, can you just throw the ball? <laughs> yeah. Is that against the rules? <clears throat> yeah. If you do this at the PGA Masters, the big show, uh, the big beautiful game, uh, they are going to you will get you will be penalized. Yes. And I <clears throat> I think they do that by you know adding strokes to your current score. Or now you don't get to, now your caddy, you don't get a caddy anymore. So you got to carry the things yourself. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty ridiculous. I think it's pretty ridiculous and frankly, kind of embarrassing to think that if you're not good at the game, if you're not good at like hitting the ball with clubs, that you can just pick it up and throw it. Right. Yeah. Well, but, but, but mm. what if you could? Well, here's what here's what they don't tell you. And I learned I took individual dual sports in high school where they right. taught us about golf. Uh, and this is a little known. I, I'll tell you a little known rule in golf. You can do it, but mm-hmm. once you do it, everyone else gets to do it too. You break the. It's called breaking the seal. Correct. 
once you break the seal, everybody. So you got to watch out for if your opponent can throw things super far. Exactly. Right. If you think you are the th- the, the strongest throwing golf person, right. do it. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you like, well, I saw, you know, Jenny the other day throw an egg really far. That probably translates to this. And it's not just about how far you can eat this golf ball. It's also about the precision game, right? It's about yeah. your approach, mm. and it's about, you know, you go up against somebody who is on the Bozo's Grand Prize game. Mm-hmm. They're going to be draining buckets left and fucking right. Um, and maybe you want that, maybe you don't. But I do think that if you stink at golf, you can just, you should just be able to throw the ball. You can also kick it. That I don't like. You don't like the kicking rule? No, I don't like that. Golf ball's not good to kick because it's little, and so it's like easy to miss it, and it's yeah. hard, so it can hurt the foot. But picking it up mm. and throwing it, like that's got a good hand feel to me. Like a golf ball leaving my hand with tremendous force, mm-hmm. I like that. You know what I like? And it's rare to see this, but um, when like a powerful golfer gets up, hits the ball real good with the club, and it goes a real long way. And then a real pipsqueak gets up there, and everyone's like, well, they don't got it. And yeah. they kind of lightly tap the ball, and the ball starts rolling, and everyone's laughing because of how lightly they tapped it. But then through a series of, like, it bouncing off stuff and little hills. and Just maybe, an organic like, Rube Goldberg machine. Right, a bird picks it up thinking it's an egg and realizes it's not an egg. They get a hole in one. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, and like, I like when that happens. That's basically the legend of Bagger Vance. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Jeez, it happens in Bagger one. Vance, happens in Greatest Game Ever Played, uh, Happy Gilmore, happens in all the best ones, Caddyshack. The Shia LaBeouf one. That's the greatest game ever played, thank you very much. Sorry. I own that on DVD. <laughs> what about the, th- oh, yikes. What about the thing they do where they use the, 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 uh, the stick? Uh-huh. What is it? The club. The club, thank yeah. you. What, when they use it like a pool cue? Oh, yeah. I think it's like in Tin Cup or Happy Gilmore, one of those. Like, is that okay? Is that permitted? Oh, yeah. In Tin in Tin Cup, he hit he drives he does one drive with a baseball bat. Yeah, certainly that's not okay. I don't right? think that's okay too. To use that. There yeah. are no rules in golf. Oh wow! There's probably quite, there's probably a few. I think if you can get up to it, you should be able to throw your opponent's ball backwards. That is true. But Did then you know it's like that- a it's a sneaking game. Did you know that if your opponent gets between you and the hole, you're allowed to drive your ball through their chest? You can do that. You can plow right through them. Yeah. Um, no, let's stop and no, joking. And around. no court, no court in the world can convict you. It's international waters. Um, but let's no joke. You should be able to pick the ball up and throw it. I feel like, especially if you get in the sand. Like right. you know how when you're watching like the Masters oh, yeah. and they get in the sand and then they spend like thirty minutes in there just like hitting sand over and over again. Uh, and it's annoying to fucking watch that. I want to see somebody hit it on the green part. Thank you very much. If my ball gets stuck behind a tree, can I chop the tree down? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Absolutely. And then you, but you have to use the tree as your club from that point now, on. Now, what if I hit the ball and it lands in someone's sandwich? Do I need to hit the sandwich? No, they'll eat around it, and then you have your ball good to go. What if they're a slow eater? What if it goes in Shrek's swamp and it's like, I don't want to bother that dude. Like, he's oh, no. mean. You could just ask Donkey to get it what back if it, for you. What if it lands on a big mean guy's foot like it did happen in Happy Gilmore? Yeah. What if it lands on a dog turd? What if it lands on Poopy like it happened in the movie and you splatter it and it gets on Bob Barker and I'm over here busting my fucking guts up? 
Do you guys think we get enough credit for our sports humor? Because <laughs> I feel like I was sit- I'm sitting here thinking about it. And like I don't feel like we get enough. Yeah. Enough credit for how good we are with turn like turns of phrase and different puns, right. just from our wealth of sports knowledge. Well, I mean, Especially what- considering Griffin sent us this question about three weeks ago, and we've been researching and researching. Sure, yeah, researching. researching. It worked in the room. I don't know, man. Uh... Uh, here's another question I have from our listeners: How can I go big and go home this year? I don't know that this will work for the program. I no, don't but know this is a good to work with listen. here. I am now of an age. I am 36 years old. I have two children. I still want to party, but I do want to be done by like 8.30, 8.45. So th- this question from Boss is, because I don't have a clean read on it, how can I go big and go home this yes. year? So both go big and go right. home. I mean, I guess I we should just say leave early and then sit in silence for seven minutes. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not big. That's just going home. Where's the big okay. part? I want to make a big splash and then leave. Make 2020 the year we stop using doors. Ooh. Okay. When Tell me more about this. When God opens a window, Boz scuttles through it, in and out, like the cool friend on Clarissa. Sam. Only. No, Sam's, thank you. Only windows, no doors. That is so big. And then That's if big. you do that, if I'm like at a party and I see somebody open a window and climb through it and then just fucking bolt, like run away as fast <laughs> as you possibly can. Um, let me think about the other things I'm going to be talking about at that party for the rest of the night. Oh, that's right. It's nothing. Yes. <laughs> it's nothing. You're the You're hit. it. You're the hit of the party. And if you um, can make it out the door to go home or make it out the window to go home, no one will see you leave. They'll assume you were there. They're like, but I was by the door. All night, I never saw Boz leave. You could, you could do, you could be in conversation for three minutes at a party, and then if you at some point like turn, run, and just fucking tiger leap out an open window uh-huh. cool. to the safe ground below, it has to be ground level. Yes. Or you're not. This isn't jackass. Folk. You could set up a crash pad. Yeah. Another good way of doing this is if it's a place that just has one restroom. You do the Ace Ventura thing, but before you use it, where you say, like, do not go in there when I'm done with it. And then you go in and shut the door, and you do lock it, and then you do climb out the window and go home. And then people will be like, yeah, that's Boz. They just, like, (laughs) went to the bathroom at this party one time. They were in there for three and a half hours. We never saw them again. Here's a different one you could do. I just want to take that and kind of tickle its belly a little bit. Yeah. Make it and smile. Make it smile. <laughs> Here's the thing. You walk into a room and say, Woo, do not go in there like Ace Ventura. Yes. But the room you have just walked out of is nowhere near the bathroom. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that is one that you could do that people would not see. Justin, coming. can I take that? Can I take that and just tweak it just a little bit? Turn up the knob just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, crank it. Do that same thing, but pro- hit the nos, baby. Do that and progressively move from room to room until you've herded <laughs> everyone out onto the porch. Yeah, and then this you is leave your house now, and maybe put like a big tent up over the house and say you're fumigating. <laughs> this is right. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
in the in the 90s there was a period where every condemned home had a, a police officer stationed outside yeah. just repeatedly saying do not, not go, go in, in there. there woo woo it got a little mechanical eventually, but hey, th- that's all the time we have for our podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself, uh, and we certainly appreciate you listening to it. If you are in the Cincinnati area, you should come and see us. There's still a few tickets left available, I think. If you go to bit.ly forward slash 20 funny, you can get tickets to see us February 19th at the Taft Theater with Sawbones, or February 20th, we're doing the Adventure Zone at the same venue. That link again is bit.ly forward slash 20 funny. Um, also, so as we mentioned earlier, our 500th episode is coming up, and we want to hear from people whose questions we have answered to get updates on how that all turned out. So if you had a question answered on the show, not just send in a question, but actually we like answered it on the show, email us at mbmbam at maximumfun.org and uh, put in the subject line 500 app update. Um, and let us know how it turned out, um, if you followed our advice or if you didn't, anything like that. Uh, let us know. Thank you to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, you can just go get that wherever music is sold. Whoa. And uh, thank you to MaximumFun.org for having us on the network. Go to MaximumFun.org, check out all the great shows. Uh, and while you're there, get ready, get pumped, get psych for the... Max Fun Drive. It's coming up soon. We just recorded our bonus episode. Uh, it's uh, it's a wild one, and you're gonna love it. And uh, it's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing. And uh, we'll tell you more about that as we, as we get closer. Uh, but until then, hey, how about a final Yahoo? Do it. I love that. Girl. Okay, this final Yahoo was sent in by uh, Adrian Cowles. Thanks, Adrian. So Yahoo answers user anonymous. So I'll call this one uh, Sham asks. What do you make of Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Hey, I'm Jared Hill, co-host of the brand new Maximum Fun podcast, Fan Time. And I'm Travel Anderson. I'm the other more fabulous co-host. And the reason you really should be tuning in. I feel the nausea rising. To be Fan is to be a big fan of something, but also have some challenging or anti-feelings toward it. Kind of like Kanye. We're all fans of Kanye. He's a musical genius, but like, you know. He thinks slavery is a choice. Or like the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I love the drama, but do I want to see black women fighting each other on screen? Ew, too. We're tackling all of those complex and complicated conversations about the people, places, and things that we love. Even though they may not love us back. Fan time. Maximum fun. Podcast. Ow. 